Hello and welcome back to Lakeside Show with Alyssa. I'm your host, Alyssa, and today we do have a special guest in the background. That would be my cat, Bibi. He is inside this morning, which is really weird because normally he likes to be outside all night and usually pretty late into the morning, but he decided to come in, so he is wandering around the house, so we might hear him yell at the door uh, during this podcast. Hopefully not, but just fair warning to anyone who's listening. So I'm going to jump right in today into today's episode, and today's episode is probably going to be a little bit longer than normal, probably going to exceed 10 minutes, but that is okay because this is actually a very important topic, and I definitely want people to hear this. So today's topic is about there's a difference between a Christian man or woman and then a true man or woman of God. And so I saw this idea on Pinterest. It was only like three things. It was like that were differences. And it got me thinking. And then I delved into a full day of study yesterday to really figure out the differences and find Bible verses and scripture sections about this and just really delved into it and really wanted to make this a topic because it is super important. So with that said, I'm going to jump right into it now. So my first thing that is a difference is both men and women need to give the same amount of respect, mercy, forgiveness, love, and compromise in the relationship. It is not a one-sided show. There are, it goes both ways. We both have to respect each other and share mercy with each other and forgive each other when we mess up and love each other and compromise. Like I said, it is both ways. It is not a one-man show. And we also need to make God the center of our relationships. God needs to be the center because with him being the center, the relationship can really thrive. And it is important, I think, to be in a relationship if you're... um a follower of Christ, you need to be with someone who's also a follower of Christ. I have seen relationships where one person is a follower of Christ and the other one is not, and they never go well because you totally, you disagree on everything, especially like your beliefs and morals. So I really hope and pray that people who want to get into a relationship who are believers in Christ will find someone who's also a believer in Christ and wait for that person to come into their lives. So One of the big differences is a Christian man or woman might say that he or she loves you, the other person in their relationship, while a true man or woman of God will love God more than you, more than that other person in their relationship, because that's how it's supposed to be. God told us to put him above everything else. We can love the other person in their relationship. We can love our family, but God did say in the end, put him above everything else. Love him more than anything else. Another thing is a Christian guy might compromise your purity and a Christian woman might compromise a guy's purity, but a a true man or woman of God will protect it above all else because they know that that is important. That is something that needs to be protected. That purity should not be given up until you are married, until that person you're married to. We know that sex before marriage is not right and technically not allowed by God, but it still happens. And 
I'm going to put a quick little note in here. When people think of purity, I think a lot of people just think of the woman as being the one that has the purity. No, it goes both ways. Guys have purity too. Because it's not just, if two people are having sex for the first time, it's not just the woman who's giving it up. It's also the man. So the man shouldn't lead the woman on to compromise her purity. And the woman shouldn't lead the man on to compromise his purity. We both have purity. And... That is just a fact. It's true. So I wanted to throw that in there because a lot of people think of just the women having purity. No, it's both of them. It's both the man and the woman. A Christian guy or girl might send you Bible verses and they might have them tattooed on like their arm or whatever. But a true man or woman of God will live out those Bible verses in their life and live the way that they say and love God the way that they say and just live them out and they will also have them written on his or her heart. That is a big sign of a person that is a true man or woman of God. And a Christian guy or gal might might look super attractive, might be super attractive, super pretty, super handsome, but a good or a good, but a man or woman of God will have a beautiful heart regardless of any exterior looks. And to me, I almost think that's more important. Yes, I want a guy that's attractive who what woman doesn't and what guy doesn't want a girl that's attractive. But in the end, what does their heart look like? Is their heart in the right place? Is their heart loving? Is their heart beautiful? And if their heart is beautiful, who cares what the exterior looks like? A Christian guy or girl might pray for the other person, might pray for you, but a man or woman of God will always lift the other up in his or her prayers, especially if it's needed, especially if they're struggling. A true man or woman of God will always lift the other person up in prayer towards God and ask God to help them and to be with them. So all of these that I just listed off, They are true. There really is a difference between a Christian man or woman and then a true man or woman of God. And there's also Bible verses that we should go over. So if you want to open up your Bibles and follow along, that is amazing. If you just want to listen because you are busy or you just want to listen, whatever, that is awesome too. I don't care. I'm just saying that if you are the person that follows along and want to follow along, go for it. The translation I'm using is my NLT translation. So my first verse is Colossians 3, 19. And this one is directed towards the married couples out there. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. That's important. God says to love one another in the relationship. And I actually think this goes with wives as well. Wives, don't treat your husband harshly. Love Love your husbands and husbands love your wives and never treat them harshly because that is not a healthy relationship if you're both treating each other harshly and there's anger and malice in the relationship. The second one is 1 Thessalonians 5.11. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. I love that one because I feel like this goes with friendships, it goes with relationships, it goes with married relationships when you're married you definitely need to encourage your spouse and be by their side and 
build them up, build up their confidence, just be with them. And if you're already doing that, you should continue doing that because it's healthy and it's good for both of you. And God says to like build each other up and encourage each other. Don't tear each other down. I've seen that happen before. Don't tear each other down because that just hurts the person you're tearing down. And it can hurt the person that's doing the tearing down because later they'll probably feel guilty and they'll feel horrible about themselves. That is not healthy and never has been healthy. Genesis 2, 24. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. That is so important. When you get married to someone, you become one. You're not two separate people anymore. You do become one and you become one in the body of Christ as well. So you should treat that other person with respect and with love and you shouldn't cheat on that other person. You shouldn't hurt that other person because in the end, you're hurting yourself and you have become one. You have to, I'm not saying completely stop your individuality. I'm saying you become, I'm not saying you become a collective order like from Star Trek. No, you still have your individuality, you'll still have your own personalities, but in the end, you are one force because you are married and because you love each other. That is important. A lot of people think that, oh, I'm married, but whatever. No, you were, you are united. You are a force together. And you should respect that. Everyone should respect that. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other one can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. This one, again, I think goes with friendships, family lives, relationships, marriage. And you can continue the list if you want to. You should always, especially in a relationship, help each other up if the other person stumbles. Pray for them. Give them encouragement. Help them in the way that you can. Love them. Don't leave them on the ground. Don't let them fall. If they fall, help them up. Don't just leave them. Be with that person. Help that other one succeed. Be like, okay, you need some help doing this to succeed. I will help you. Or you want to succeed in this. I believe in you. You can do this. Help each other succeed and help the other one up if they fall and help protect them. That is a very important thing in a relationship. Another thing is, a lot of people say it's just the guy that needs to be the protector. I agree, but I also think the woman has some responsibility in being a protector as well. And what I mean is, if she sees her husband or her boyfriend hurting and is being almost targeted maybe while he's hurting, stand up for that person. Stand up for your husband. Stand up for your boyfriend. Stand stand up for them. Protect them. Call the other people out. Same in marriage. It's not just the guy that's the protector. The woman can also protect as well. Again, it is double-sided. It is not a one-man show. Then there's a section in 1 Peter that I want to read. And my pastor just recently went over this in church. And I think it's very important that a lot of people hear this. So my first section is 1 Peter 3, 1 through 7. 
or one through six. Wives, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by by observing your pure and reverent lives. Do not be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham and called him and called him her master. You are her daughters. When you do what is right, you fear what your husbands might do. Wait, I messed up that last line. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. So that first section, a lot of people take as wives submit fully to your husbands. Yes and no. And I'm saying yes because we have to remember this was written by Peter back in Roman times. And back in Roman times, women weren't much higher above than slaves. They had to submit to their husbands because that was the law. So we have to remember this was written back then. So what this is saying now is respect your husbands. And yeah, sometimes to submit submit to them, be like, okay, you win this or okay, I give in, I'll do that, like... That I get, but this isn't saying fully 100% submit. We have to remember that this was written back in Roman times when women, like I said, weren't much higher than slaves and they had to fully submit to their husbands. And you should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. We shouldn't focus so much on what the world says we should look like and the clothes that we should wear and the jewelry that we should have around our necks and hanging from our ears and on our fingers and on our wrists. No, don't fall in line with what the world says you should look like and don't let that tear you down like it tears down so many people now. Just clothe yourself with the love and beauty of God. That is so important and I think your husbands will appreciate it because then they are seeing God and they are seeing you. They're not seeing what the world tells you to be. They are seeing you, that person, that person that they fell in love with. The second part of this, 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands, in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of a new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. This is saying that husbands, respect and honor your wives. Because in God's eyes and in, I think what he means is in heaven, we are equal together. Husbands, you should respect your wives. And wives, respect your husbands. And treat both of you with honor. And remember that you are equal partners in God's gift of new life. That you are equal in God's eyes. So that is just very important to remember that there is a difference between a Christian person and a true person of God and that wives respect your husbands that you are equal partners with him and husbands respect respect your wives and you are equal partners with her in God's gift of new life remember remember these things and like I said the scriptures that I just read are 1 Peter 3 3 through 6 is about wives 3 7 
is about husbands. And I encourage you to read that again if you want to. Do a study on that. And really, if you want, do more study into is there a difference between a Christian person and a real person of God. So I'm going to close this out in prayer and thank you so much for listening. Lord, I come before you today and pray for all these people listening, Lord, that this podcast that I just made, this topic that I just talked about will really sink in their hearts, Lord, and that they will really do reflection of their self of am I just a Christian person or am I a true person of God? And I pray that we all are real persons of God, Lord, that we become that if we aren't that now. I pray that they also will look for that in a partner, that we won't just settle for the Christian person, that we wait for that real person of God to come into our lives that you have planned for us to be with. I also pray for wives and husbands, Lord, that they will both not only put God before you or put God before themselves, but make God the center of their relationship and that they will both come to you and that they both treat each other with the same amount of love, respect, compassion, compromise, forgiveness, and mercy, Lord. I pray that you will lay hands on any couples, uh, whether it be dating or whether it be married, that are struggling. I pray that you lay your hands up, resolve, and peace over them, Lord, and that they will be able to figure out what you want for them, Lord, and what is best. I pray for anyone who is listening who is struggling, Lord, that again, you will be with them and you will guide them. And it is in your name that I pray today. Amen. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you all next time.